Welcome to I've Always Wanted to Watch That, a spin-off podcast from the Average Joe's Movie Clubcast. I'm Justin Peterson. In this episode, I'll be talking with an extra special guest, my son Nolan Peterson, about a movie we have just never got around to watching until now, which is Ender's Game, which came out in 2013, just a year after you were born. Welcome, Nolan. Hi. So anyone who listens to my podcast or reads my letterbox reviews will know that I'm a total movie fanatic and I like to include my uh, my sons into my movie experience. And so what impact has that had on you so far, Nolan? Technically, um, uh, like the two companies I like watching movies is like Pixar and like, like gaming movies like Arcade, like Wreck-It Ralph or Outbreaks the Internet. Pixar is one of my favorite um, movie companies because they're 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 like animated movies that like um that like like have like a feeling in them and like it has a good story and like it like makes you cry. Not really. No. Only once. What? But animated movies aren't your favorite. What are your favorite kind of movies? Like, arcade movies, more like Free Guy, Wreck-It Ralph, Freddy Player One. But, yeah, but you also have fondness for spooky movies, right? Yeah. Alright, this is the segment we call the Movie Blitz. And so I'm going to be asking you a bunch of movie questions, and you just come up with the first answer you think of, okay? Okay. Alright, what is the first movie you remember watching? Polar Express. What is the worst movie I've ever made you watch? I guess um, Tron. Tron was the worst, and originally Tron was going to be the, what this episode was, but we got about halfway through the movie, and no one's just like, "Yeah, I'm not feeling this." But you watched? The, have you watched the rest of it yet? No. No, not yet. <laughs> it's very. It was very dated. But uh, I asked you midway through um, tonight's uh, movie, uh, Ender's Game, what you thought of it, and um, you were you you gave me an excited. Shake of the head, so you were you were, you were digging it, huh? Mm-hmm. All right, who is your favorite movie villain? Movie villain? Hmm, favorite. Um, to I don't know what my favorite is now, but the first one I got to my head is um Phantom Menace from Star Wars Episode One. Oh, okay, Darth Maul, right? Yeah. All right. What's your favorite movie snack? Snack? Um, uh, a classic one is Milk Duds, but nah. Um, let's say Twix. Twix. That's your favorite candy bar in general, though. <laughs> Anything specific to like going to the movies? Um, I don't. I don't. Um, I. I don't think I've had Twix at the movie theater yet. Um, my my pre my ne- my last one was like. Like chocolate and caramel popcorn. Yeah, that was good. And, and what, do you like, what do you like to drink? Um, Coke. Coke Icy is your... Coke Icy, yeah. This is no one's first time podcasting, so excuse me if I try to pull some more answers out of him. He's he's knocking off the his podcast rookie, um, uh, what, what would you call it? Wheels. Yeah, Okay. What movie makes you the most happy? Um, Inside Out. Okay. Why is that? Because, like, because, like, there's a character named Happy. No. <laughs> Shut up. 
this movie is basically like they're trying to make this girl happy and like and like she's mad because um half of her personality is gone so the main character is trying to um, make her happy in a, in a very satisfying way <laughs> and her name's joy right yeah <laughs> all right so um what do you tell your friends is your favorite movie my friends mm-hmm. <laughs> like if the teacher at school asked you or you're talking on the playground what what, what do you what do you throw out there normally well last you being time, a kid you uh you your favorite movie changes quite often right yeah um i would say um probably like last time i did did do one it would be free guy in the bus but um and i would just say maybe for now since free guy is a a movie with a lot of like um killing i i would pick like a disney movie and that would be um let's say aladdin well, I think Free Guy, it's all, it's like video game violence, so yeah. no one's watched a lot of, like, he likes the, well, do you like action movies, you would say? Uh, I would, I, I like gaming movies, kind of, like Ready Player One and stuff. That's such a slim, like, genre, gaming movies. <laughs> so you got Tron, Ready Player One, Wreck-It Ralph. Ninja Turtles. Free Guy, Ninja Turtles. How is that a video it's game? It's an arcade game, right? Well, I mean, Tanner. Tanner. It was a comic book that became a TV show that became a movie. But um, (laughs) he's giving me an eyebrow. Let's move on. Okay, would you rather watch a comic book movie or a Pixar movie? Pixar movie. Yeah, without a doubt. Pixar is better than the MCU or the DC movies. Mm, I would say they're about the same. Do you have a preference between Marvel and DC? Okay, so the re- so the reason why I would pick Pixar over Marvel is because Endgame isn't on my favorite movie list, um, but Inside Out is, and for that reason, I need to change my thoughts on that. So I would say they're about like since like since the since Endgame came out after the comics and like half of the comics tried to tease what the movie was, I would say Pixar. You mean the trailers, not the comic comics. Well, basically, this movie, this, uh... It's a comic book movie made by, like, like, based off comics that were written a while ago. But you were, when you were saying spoiling it, you meant, like, the, the, um... Like, half of the... Trailers? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Or, like, watching YouTube videos where they speculate what's going to happen because they've read the comics? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. What, who is your favorite uh, movie hero? Dun-dun-dun-dun. Like an actor or like an actual movie character? Well, if you have a favorite actor, you can say them and, and also your favorite hero. Favorite actor, Ryan Reynolds. Um, <laughs> um, let's just say that my favorite hero would be... Hmm, I really like to put Thanos up there, but he's a villain. Um... <laughs> Which he Thanos is your favorite comic book character? I guess. Um, but who's your favorite hero? Doesn't hero, have to be hero. comic book. Um, I'm guessing like Spider Man. I guess. Okay. Looking forward to that new Spider Man No Way Home. Yeah, it's it's gonna be probably gonna be like Spider Man Three, 
because it has like multiple villains. Mm-hmm. All right. What's your favorite spooky kids movie? Spooky kids movie? Yeah. All right. So the problem with this is that I would love to put a uh, a movie um that, that an adult horror movie. Um, kids uh, kids horror movies. Um, let's just let's say witches witches I guess. The witches. Yeah. It's better than Gremlins. Mm, they're about the same. Okay. With the remake of witches. Oh, not the original witches. No, the remake's a lot better. I've waited five stars. Okay. Yeah, no one's always wanted to uh, try to watch more adult movies than what his mom lets him. He watches some stuff, so mm-hmm. we'll leave it at that. Um, what coming upcoming movie are you most interested in seeing? Sonic 2. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Why is that? Um, so the reason why is because Tails is my favorite Sonic the Hedgehog friend of his. And, um, it's, the, the movie is gonna be, is gonna be the, like, the second game. It's gonna be like a movie remake of the second game, I'm guessing. Um, you prefer Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Alright, so Lord of the Rings is uh, is good and it has a long trilogy. Like one Basic- of the longer like movies for for um for like knights and stuff. Fantasy. Fantasy, yeah. And uh Harry Potter is only like um my how do I pronounce this like So you like the Harry Potter movies more because 'cause they're only like a little over two hours where the Lord of the Ring are almost three hours a piece? I would say um, the third one's like the same as the second Harry Potter, so I would just say uh, it, w- it would be Lord of the Rings. Oh, you like Lord of the Rings better? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the spider scene at the last movie. That's my favorite scene. Huh. <laughs> All right. So, Back to the Future or Indiana Jones? All right. I was going to say Back to the Future, but when I heard Indiana Jones, I was, I was, I was like... Why would I pick Back to the Future over... Uh, why would I pick um, Indiana Jones over Back to the Future, even though all all the movies suck are in the second one? And once I thought of the second one, I was like, oh no, I, I messed up. <laughs> because the second one's a masterpiece either way, and... Um, Temple of Doom, that is? Yes. And, and what was the second answer? I think it was Back to the Future. Back to the Future, I feel like that Temple of Doom is a better, like, a better movie than Back to the Future 2. Okay. Do you remember the first movie you saw in a movie theater? Yes. What was that? Yeah, two. You remember that? We talked about it forever. I know I've told you that you watched Rio 2 first in the theater, but what's the first one you actually remember watching? Yeah, I was thinking of Home. I it was either gonna be Inside Out or Home because they both came out in the same year. I and thought they came out two thousand sixteen, even though they actually came out two thousand fifteen. More like Home, Good Dinosaur, Inside Out, Jurassic World one, and probably more. I don't really remember. Um, yeah, I I do remember Home, and I do remember Inside Out in the theater. 
Has there ever been a movie you like hated at first, but then by the end you thought it was pretty cool? Or maybe vice versa, is there something that you liked at first, but then the ending stunk? I would be Tron for... (laughs) And the first answer would have been Brave, where I liked it, and it was was bad. Nobody liked Brave at all. Um, Nobody? No, no. And because of that, it's because they had the worst Disney princess in Pixar. And, but the movie was pretty good. Same to Bugs Life. I rated it four stars when I at first. I, at first, I remembered it being a two and a half. <laughs> All right. Tell me your, about your. Um, actually, first, what is the movie sequel you'd like to see the most? Mm, let's say Free Guy. Okay, a Free Guy movie, not another Goosebump movie. Yeah, Goosebumps did have a twist at the end of the second one. I would say, yeah, Goosebumps, yeah. All right. Well, tell me about your obsession with movie Easter eggs. Um, there's a lot. There's this. So Pixar is like the John Lasseter is the king of Easter eggs because he's the one that directed every single Pixar movie. Well, he produced a lot of them. Um, maybe yeah, all true. of them. Yeah, true. True. Yeah. Um, he's the one that put all, a lot of the Easter eggs in, in the movies in the Pixar company. More like A113, the Pixar ball from Toy Story, the Pizza Planet truck is in every single movie. So that's one of the main reasons you like Pixar is because you can spot all, spot all these uh, Easter eggs, huh? Yeah, and the one that, the one, the one Easter egg that, that's not in a movie is A113. That's in like, that's like a like a I think it's a hotel number for one of the directors, and uh, it wasn't in the movie Monsters Inc. that came out two thousand and eleven. I meant two thousand one. Um, a lot of Easter eggs in uh, Ready, Ready Player One. Yeah, it's basically the Easter egg machine, but um, yeah, because that's the thing about uh, our movie and like gaming movies and arcade movies too, because there there's a lot of references for like. Games that came out a long time ago, or like games you're familiar with playing in in like the and like right now, like Pac-Man or Street Fighter or something like that. What movie um, are you most anxious about watching once you're old enough? All right, so like the Friday the Thirteenth series. Well, I can't watch that until I'm sixteen yet. Oh. <laughs> Would it be a horror franchise? Uh, well, it had to be, right? Because, like... Because there's no way you have to wait until 16 to watch a Disney movie. That's absurd. Well, yeah. You know what movies you're not allowed to watch. I know. Hmm. Uh, I guess, uh, Freddy vs. James. Or, not, Freddy vs. Jason? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Alright, yeah. The classic, uh, slasher movie. Um, characters there. Alright, if you met an all-new best friend and you got to take them home, what movie would you put on for them? A Spider-Man movie or like, like Wreck-It Ralph or something like that. Okay. I, I wasn't going to say Free Guy, but that I already answered that uh, previous question. 
All right. Um, what's a movie that you're surprised if you've heard someone who hasn't seen it yet? What's so basically um, something everyone should see, and it's ridiculous if you haven't seen it. Everyone should see mm-hmm. Free Guy. Even even your grandma should see Free Guy. Well, I wouldn't I think I'm what's more of a classic you would say. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. No, not Wizard of Oz or anything like that. Mm-hmm. King Kong. Return of the Oz is way better. Oh, tell me about Return to Oz. I don't know. <laughs> been a long time since you've seen that one. I don't know. It's been like two years. <laughs> I've haven't seen Return of Oz since I first seen it. All right, and the last question: If you had a superpower, what would it be? Shape shift. What would you shape shift into? And where'd you get this idea? Mystique. Oh, okay. Because, because the reason the reason how I know it's shape shift is because there's actually this Fortnite emote where if you kill somebody, you can turn into that skin. So it's very creative because you can just turn into like skins you haven't even used yet. And the re- I would shape shift into maybe like the reason why is because you can have any superpower because if superheroes were real, I could just shape shift into them and I can have their powers. Gotcha. And um, so you you have a letterbox account and your people can find you as Ninja Nolan, right? Yep. And you're doing some stuff on YouTube. What kind of stuff do you like on YouTube? I like doing tier list and. Um, which like, ones have you done so far? My previous one is the Spider-Man ranking video. All right. Well, let's take a quick little break, and we'll be back and talk about Ender's Game. Why did you keep kicking him? You already won the fight. Did you enjoy it? No. Knocking him down was the first fight. I wanted to win all the next ones too, so he'd leave me alone. All right, now we're talking about Ender's Game. The synopsis for the movie, courtesy IMDb. Young Ender Wigan is recruited by the international military to lead the fight against the Formix, an insectoid alien race who had previously tried to invade Earth and had inflicted heavy losses on humankind. Written and directed by Gavin Hood, the movie stars uh, Aza, A-S-A, I guess that's how you pronounce that, Butterfield, Harrison Ford, Viola Davis, and Bing, Ben Kingsley. I found a couple of fun facts about this movie, Nolan. Um, apparently, the U.S. military um, recommends um, Ender's Game, the book, which was written by um, Orson Scott Card. Um, on its reading list for officers, saying that um, it offers lessons in training mythology, leadership, and ethics. Um, The wire work they did in the battle room, uh, the actors trained with individuals from Circus Delay um, to do those wire performances, and uh, the two main uh, actors, um, Asa Butterfield and Haley uh, Steinfeld, um, and several other cast members uh, who were in the um, battle school cadets actually went to space camp prior to um, filming in the zero gravity sequences. All right, I guess it's fair to say um, with this movie, Nolan, that 
Um, this is something, not something you've always wanted to watch because you had barely heard of it. It's more of it was on a list of stuff I hadn't watched and I knew you hadn't watched and uh, you picked from. So like we said earlier, you picked Tron at first, but that wasn't quite your cup of tea. But so how did in, in game or Ender's Game work for you? I thought it was really good. I liked the first half of the movie um, because like the people like got along and I liked the action scenes. I liked that iPad game. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So what, the movie opens up on this quote, When I understand my enemy well enough to defeat him, then in that moment I also love him. Interesting quote. What, any thoughts on that? Uh, no. <laughs> All right. Hopefully you come around on that as we go along. Uh, okay. So overall, I would say I really enjoyed the, the effects throughout. That was one of my favorite parts, especially the alien versus human air battles, which reminded me a lot of like a more polished version of like Independence Day. Do you remember watching that movie? Yeah. I think there, I think I, I think there's a sequel. Yeah. And actually never seen um, the second Independence Day. But um, so the story ends up being about kids who learn how to be soldiers to fight against these um, um, ant aliens, essentially, because they claim that kids have like better reaction times than adults. So how did that impact your experience watching the movie, Nolan, since the main characters were kids instead of like real uh, grown up soldiers? Uh, if it was grown up soldiers, it would have been like like. Like, a little bit lower than the kids, because kids are, like, very funny and entertaining. Yeah. And, like, adults are, like, serious. They don't do anything. They don't do anything other than be serious. And, like, um... And... The, and, like, if they're adults, like, half of the time, they're... They're um they're trying to be like perfect, and so it's like being having their job kind of you know. So throughout the first part of the movie, we see Ender at this military school. Um, what do you think about those scenes? Um, I, um, I like actually kind of like those scenes, and and I was wondering why the monitor thing was on him, and um, yeah. So, so I guess that they watched how he reacted to different situations, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Ender often gets picked on, um, but is kind of a powerful fighter. And so whenever he, like, unleashes on somebody, he, like, really goes, like, intense. And so people don't mess with him again. So have you ever had that um, come to mind where you were, you know, getting mad at somebody? And can you imagine, like, have would you want to let off of them or... You want to um, teach him a le- teach him a lesson, or kind of e- ease off once you've made your point. Um, what I would do to them is maybe I'll like teach a lesson, kind of, and like. So you're like Ender. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, I was surprised to see Harrison Ford in this role. I thought he did a really good job interacting with the kid. So was it? Uh, it was a weird to see. Because the first, you, you instantly said, like, hey, there's Han Solo when we started watching it, right? Yeah. All right. So, I still don't ha- don't get the um, 
remember the flo- the floating horizontally joke that they were kind of like chuckling about and oh, yeah. like no one got it and but then Harrison Ford like said hey yeah it is funny because there's no up and no down yeah I'm still not sure why that was so funny but it does uh, come back up in the um, the battle room sequences right Mm-hmm. The space station reminded me a lot of the uh, the line for Space Mountain. You know how like the the hallway was going up, and they had all the lights on the sides. Oh yeah. Hmm. They probably uh, they probably had a lot of inspiration from the movie. Uh, no, 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 from uh, it would probably be the exact opposite because Space Mountain came out like. Decades way, way like Space Mountain, the ride is way, way older than the movie. Yeah, I'm not sure when the book was published though. Something to look up. All right, the whole boot camp aspect um, with them turning these kids into soldiers actually reminded me a lot of like Full Metal Jacket, which you haven't seen. You have seen um, bits of Starship Troopers where they turn these people into the soldiers and they go after the aliens for kids. Um, this movie for kids with those. Two other movies in mind. Um, so the anti-gravity room where they do the war games. That looked like a lot of fun, huh? Mm-hmm. That's actually the main reason I asked you about um, your what superpower you would have. Because I think you know, flying would be pretty sweet, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I, I, flying would be my second favorite, probably. Okay. You think you would do good in that, that, that simulator? It's kind of like laser tag, but like instead of A like, lot harder. Well, like they like would you'd freeze when if you got hit, right? Yeah, it would, it would it would be like extremely hard without like that monitor thing on on the guy's hand. It would have been like taking forever. So looking at the movie a little closer, um, you kind of get the sense that they're like brainwashing these kids because what they um they don't they cut them off from like communicating with their parents by. Not letting their emails get sent out, but probably like looking through their emails to see what they're thinking, and also um, depriving them of sleep. So, not uh, not a lot of privacy on board. <laughs> privacy is pretty important, right? Yeah, of course. All right. So I think you mentioned this earlier. What did you think of that uh, tablet game? He he's able to control with his mind, apparently. Hmm. Right? Because he was just kind of like looking at the frog and it would do whatever he, he was thinking, right? Yeah. Um, I thought it was it was like a... I thought like if I played Fire Emblem, maybe it would be kind of like that. Um, I was getting more vibes of like Leg- Le- like Breath of Fire of Legend of Zelda, kind of. Like with like the princess being like the girl he likes and, um, and like... Um, well, I think that was his sister, right? That he sees in the game. Oh, I thought it was, like, the girl from, like, one of the other packs, I think. That, that's in the end of the movie. Oh, okay. Um, the, his, yeah. gr- his, not really girlfriend, but his friend that's a girl that helps train him. That's who you thought it was. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was his, um, because he also sees his brother in there at some point. All right. So, this is kind of where the movie is a bit of a stretch. I, I mean, I know this is a family, kids, sci-fi movie. But, like, this whole idea that the aliens are trying to, like, connect with him through this game by showing him, like, his family and stuff and, like, ending up within the simulator and them not understanding how this is happening is kind of a stretch. I mean, it all is, like, going towards, like, the end theme of the movie. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a little out there. 
it's funny that they bring up Napoleon in the movie because like whenever he gets promoted to the next group, um, the leader's like a lot shorter than him, even though he's a lot older than him. And so that kind of has like a Napoleon complex to it. And that, that kid is super grumpy and does not want to look weak at all. Um, okay, now, now we're getting to um, the girl you were talking about earlier who's played by uh, Haley uh, Steinfeld, um, who looked really familiar. I couldn't like exactly um, figure out what she was from until I looked it up later, but she's from um, Bumblebee. Oh. And uh, the Pitch Perfect 2 and 3. So she helps him get a better idea how to compete in the zero gravity um, combat room. And yeah, he becomes a star at the next challenge by, I guess, what he hangs back at first. And then um, he comes out and kind of plays dead and then starts capping everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that was was a funny scene. And it was like... it, it, It was like... Um, I think what was that scene? I, th- I think it was like pixels, but I think I I think I remember another scene like where the two guys like where the two guys from the movie um they uh, work together and like they do like a, a montage of them like back to back like shooting one side and shooting the other. Mm, yeah, I do recall that as well. All right, so in the second tablet game, yeah, like we had said before, he uh, sees his siblings. So um, I guess this was a, the alien's way of, like, tapping tapping into, like, his emotions and stuff, which I guess pays off in the end. But, um, yeah, it's kind of strange how that's put in there, uh, which builds up to the twist. Were you expecting a twist in What were you expecting to happen at the end of the movie? I like I knew there was probably going to be a twist with the video from a long time ago. Um I thought like like they would try to like battle it on ground instead of like in the galaxy. Plus plus um the guy when we were talking about Han Solo for I was like when I saw him I forgot he was in Indiana Jones. That was going to be I was like thinking in my head, wait, he's in every single galaxy movie I've seen. Wow. Because he's in Star Wars, which is another Galaxy movie, and I forgot he was in Nino Jones, so yeah. Alright, so then uh, he gets to lead his own team made up of kids that kind of have come to respect him along the way. And so they win a bunch of matches by working together. Um, yeah, they did that, that, that weird thing where like they all pile up on top of each other, so the people on the outside are getting hit, but um, people on the inside, like, and they get all the way through, right? Mm-hmm. It was probably a weird scene because, like, um, because, like, it was, like, that, that scene from Star Wars, like, the giant, like, block of, like, those droids from the first movie. And at first I was thinking, like, how would you, like, unfreeze yourself? And, like, I was probably getting a theory that you might unfreeze yourself once you get out of, like, the barrier thing. So uh, you wouldn't want to fight in during the shower, huh? No. Well, he um, look, he cranks up the heat. What? Whenever that guy goes after him, and he so he like s- sprays the scalding hot water in his face. That'd be no good. Yeah. Um, I would never like try to attack somebody in the shower. One, it's very inappropriate. Two, it's rude, and 
But Ender gets and, Ender gets the last laugh because uh, yeah, Mister Little Napoleon guy gets his uh, mm, head all messed up whenever he falls on that uh, little um, I call him curb thing. Curb, yeah. All right. So the major theme we see here is whether or not it's okay to significantly harm somebody in response to them just assaulting you. So um, definitely, I guess I didn't see. I mean, it's. They talk about it a lot throughout the whole movie, but I really didn't expect it to be, like, the main thing towards the end, which we'll talk about here in a second. And I swear I see, like, moments of The Shining in, like, every movie we watch. Because, like, there's this whole whole moment where they're just driving through what looks like Colorado on this little windy road. I'm just like, well, that looks like it's pulled right out of The Shining. (sighs) They do not take much time at all on, on that third act slump. So what, he, like, kills that kid, and then all of a sudden he's, you know back on earth like paddle boarding or something in uh this colorado area and what so his sister shows up and she's like hey you should go back to the the academy and then he's like oh okay so that was kind of rushed <laughs> um so he gets promoted up the fleet at this point and who does he meet this fleet uh he meets like bean i think uh ben the ben kingsley character oh who had all the um, tattoos on his face? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And who um who is that? Uh, he's like a trainer thing and like a trainer guy and like I think he was like a big fan of him like doing like stuff for like I think planes. I don't know. Well, he was the one they showed in the video oh, where yeah. he drove his um his plane, plane to the the queen the queen alien spaceship but then later we see that you know it was just a myth that uh, he died in that and he actually ejected out before he um crashed deleted scene <laughs> i'm just kidding well the deleted scene in the first movie because it was a, well, the first like, part like first part because it was a deleted scene and so at this point uh their new like battle stations area kind of has this star trek feel where he's like on this platform and all of his like crew is around him like controlling these different things and he's like the commander and he's like shouting out these orders so um and then it's kind of strange like you mentioned earlier star wars um like the little drone things that cling onto the ships um had a real real star wars vibe to them and even the bigger ships did as well um it was really strange how they would like they could like swarm things um as little ships and like and I mean it kind of played back into the whole idea of like in the battle stations room um, all the kids like wrapped around each other in order to protect things so that whole thing um, that whole idea coming back there um, so all these movies like Star Wars and Harry Potter and the Matrix they all have uh, the one the one person who you know they hope he's ready but you know not sure at first and yeah. see what he has to do to prove himself yeah. Who's, your, who's your favorite, the one character? The one? Um, It'd be like Luke Skywalker, Harry Potter, Neo from The Matrix, um, Ender. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would probably say, um, um, let's let's go with let's go with Anakin because he's like trying. He's he's like failing a lot and like um he's trying to like prove himself back and like he and like and so yeah 
All right, so in the first time in the Battle um, Station Simulator, didn't go too well. Um, and the music in this part, I would say, is very typical for like a sci-fi action movie, but I thought it did, did a, do a good job of kind of getting in the, in the mood of that action sequence. Um, so it appears that they further manipulate him into telling him that um, he's going into the final simulation, um, which you know he wants to do a lot better since the first one he, he failed. So he actually wants to succeed this time and he knows he's going to have to take some risks. So um, he, you know, he has some um, kind of questionable moves because he, uh, he put some of his other team or some of the other ships um, vulnerable to get destroyed, right? So it's kind of stressful. It's like sacrifice, kind of. Yeah. Okay, but then this is when the twist actually comes in and we find out it wasn't a simulation and they were actually invading the alien planet. Um, like you had said, he sacrifices some of his ships but um, he's he's curious about why like the aliens had their defenses down, right? Uh huh. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But ultimately, um, but they end up, but they guard like the big gun with all the droid ships until they get close enough, or the th the because I think they use the big gun in order to like wipe out the asteroid field. Yeah. And then they get up close, and then by that time it's finally done charging, and then they blast the planet, kind of Death Star style. Yeah, it was like that scene from The Force Awakens where they destroy the planets. Yep. So, very uh, fun, intense um, space station battle scene there, seeing the kids um, doing all the controlling remotely, so... Doesn't really seem like any of them are like any real danger, but um, I guess they insinuate that peop some people are getting killed off in those other ships. So um, interesting twist there, seeing Ender um, all of a sudden regretting what he's done whenever he finds out that he's killed this entire race of aliens. I mean, it's kind of like why he was there in the first place to like fight them, but um, and also since he was like recruited specifically to. Um, because they knew he was capable, or he was prone to, you know, really drive the the knife in whenever, um, you know, he had the advantage and um, somebody's going after him like that. So it feels a, a bit of a role reversal whenever the Harrison Ford character is like showing like no like remorse or empathy at the end, while Ender is like, you know, really um, really upset by the fact that they tricked him. So. Any thoughts on, on the, the twist there in terms of, like, how you would feel if, you know, someone told you you were going into this, this, this fake battle, but it was actually real life? Um, so at first, it, it like, I really thought it was going to be fake because they were in VR. And, like, it was probably, like, it probably, like, no sense, like, that. That it was real because they were literally having VR masks on. Like, how the heck would that, like, be real? Um, or they could, it could have been, like, uh, people that, like, worked for the movie were in the drones and, like, they were controlling it and they were just talking, you know? Mm hmm. People or, in the drones were. Or it could have been just green screen, right? Well, you're talking about that, like, the actual special effects, but, but you're, but you're meaning that, like, the people that were, piloting the other ships they knew that it was for real but 
only Ender didn't. Well, I think Ender's crew wouldn't have either because they probably would have been sensitive to that as well, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. But, um, yeah, ultimately Ender thinks that, you know, they should have tried to communicate with the aliens and talk it out since they did have their defenses down, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So he, for some reason, they allow him to go down to the alien planet and... He finds one of these ant guys left, and there's an egg, and yeah, he pledges to find them a new home, and that's how the movie ended. So kind of a strange way to end it for you? At first I thought it was a heart. I think it was like a little egg sack. Oh, yeah, because there was an egg sack in her blinds of spiders. Oh. And yeah. So what did you think of his acting whenever he was all upset and saying like, oh, I'm you know, always be remembered as this killer and stuff. Did you think he had a good performance there? Mm, I think it was good. I thought that um, that it would have been like too overboard. Like it was like a kids movie, so I thought it would be like too overboard doing that scene because like kill is violence, and so yeah. Yeah, I did. I thought it was okay. Um, obviously, with him being like this kind of teenager, I mean, it wasn't like the most convincing thing ever, but um, I thought it worked for the moment. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. All right, so the movie shows um, that while Ender acts on instincts and wants to prove himself, he grows into a more compassionate person by the end, so he has a bit of a character arc there. So we get this moral lesson along with all this space action, which um, I think gives kids kind of an interesting... Um, way to think about how like the difference between actual like warfare and like video games and um you know because in this case you know he thought it was a, a game but they uh, tricked him and it was really um had some consequences there so i would probably rate ender's game four i was kind of leaning in the four and a half because i did enjoy this one quite a bit um i think it works great as a space um family action movie um with more of some more of an intellectual side because it does focus so much on like the psychology and like how Ender becomes empathetic by the end. But I'm kind of come back a little bit from that because the empathy is a little drastic since like it only basically comes up because he's playing that game. And then um, he, when he accidentally, you know, kills the kid then he's like suddenly quits or whatever. But um, all those seemed a little bit rushed in favor of like the space action stuff. So while it's there, and I think it's 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 good that it's there because I guess it's probably like the whole gist of the book is what it's getting at with this theme of you know developing empathy for your enemy. Um, so yeah, four stars. How would you rate it? Um, same four stars because I was gonna rate three and a half if if probably there wasn't a twist ending because like. Um, yeah, if there was a, like, a different reason why, like, I, I like how, um, they, like, like, the, like, the main twist ending word was communicate. If it was, like, a way better word, it would have been a four and a half. Um, like, they, they were, the aliens were trying to, like, like, tell them that they're surrendering and stuff, and, and, like, they just want to be in peace. And, yeah, it was a four for me. All right. Well, thanks so much, Nolan, for joining the um, I've Always Want to Watch That uh, podcast. 
Uh, you can find Nolan um, as Nolan Peterson or Ninja Nolan on Letterboxd and YouTube. Please follow the Average Joe's Movie Club cast on YouTube and look for my reviews on uh, Letterboxd. I try to write quite often, daily if I can. So have a great day, everyone, and keep watching movies. Bye, guys.